G'day guys and welcome to episode 004 of the Bradley J Driver Experience. I'm your host Bradley Driver, by now I hope you know that you can call me Brad. Um, in today's episode, a little bit different to the last three, which I hope you've had an opportunity to listen to and, um, and to watch if you're tuning in on YouTube. Um, but th- those three guests have been um, amazing guests to have on the show, um, really privileged to, to share three very unique stories from three very good human beings um, and, and from the response and the feedback so far, which I thank you so much for tuning in and listening um, or watching. Um, the feedback's been been really powerful, so thanks for that. Um, I'm shooting my next one. It's, it's a Wednesday today. I'm shooting my next episode with guests this Sunday, and I sort of had an off week where I wanted to release something tomorrow. And I'd actually planned to do this episode as the pilot um, a lot of people ask me my life story um, because I'm sort of sitting here sharing others as well as um, why I'm doing this podcast and why I've created this platform. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I want to be really open and honest and, and try to put it all out there on the table. And, um, you know, a question I commonly get is at 23 years old, how am I um, as switched on as I am? And I don't mean that as in I'm intelligent, but... I guess just aware of life and what's happening and um, and sort of the journey that I'm on and um, it's probably because of life experiences like like anyone um, what you experience in your life um, makes you the human that you are um, so I'm going to share a bit of that here today um, the reason I didn't do this as the pilot to be honest is I, I put it off a little bit um, this topic sort of gets a little bit emotional for me because of the people involved and and what it means to me um, but I just guess I wanted to put it out there and I asked my guests to be really open and transparent with the audience as much as they feel comfortable and it's right for me to do so as well. Um, and I share this story with a lot of people one-on-one, but it sort of feels different sitting in front of a camera and a mic um, ready to share it. So I guess to set the scene, um, it's 12th of April, 1996. Um, my beautiful parents, Darren and Diane Drybra. Um, were as prepared as you could ever be to have their first child. I was born on the 12th of April, um, early that morning, um, and basically my parents had done everything. They'd had the house built, they were financially stable, um, they were ready to be the most loving and educated parents you could be, as ready as you'd ever be as a parent with your first child. And... Um, Born a really seemingly healthy baby and quite happy, and it was at three weeks um, at the Guthrie's test, which I, I believe in my limited knowledge is where they had to sort of do a prick of the foot and um, test some things um, for the baby's overall health. One of the things they test for is cystic fibrosis. Um, if you don't know what cystic fibrosis is, it's the most common genetic illness um, within children in Australia. Um, and probably many other countries for that matter. It's, um, it's basically, in, in layman's terms, uh, a, salt and, a cell that's missing that transports salt and water, um, or a gene that's missing that transports salt and water to the cell. Why that function is so important is because what sounds really gross, but um, you hear the word mucus and you just think of sinuses and, and nasal passage and lungs, um, but in fact mucus travels through all areas of the body Um, and whilst when you think of mucus you think just yuck and people coughing up phlegm and that sort of thing it's not just that Um, it's the way that mucus is able to pass through organs freely um, and move around without being stuck and 
and, and thicker and stickier. Um, and in cystic fibrosis, um, which I was to be diagnosed with soon after that test, um, that's exactly what happens. The mucus doesn't move as freely. Um, now, if you know me, you'd think, it doesn't seem like Brad's got cystic fibrosis from what he's telling me, you know, so it can't be that bad. Um, but to give you an idea, um, the doctors tell my parents that, you know, your son's been diagnosed with cystic fibrosis and them nor none of our family or immediate friends really understood what cystic fibrosis was. Um, and I think for most of you sitting here today, you'll probably learn something that, um, to give you a bit of, bit of a statistical look at it, um, the average life expectancy for someone with cystic fibrosis in Australia is, I believe, between 36 and 41 years of age, um, with 50% of, um, I don't like to use the word sufferers, but 50% of people with the condition um, die before the age of 27. So um, you can imagine being parents of a newborn child who have thought they were so prepared um, for what was to come. Um, this is a would have been a massive shock and um, I still remember they told me a story that at, uh, at the first doctor's appointment they're sitting down with his doctor and they're basically there to understand a little bit more about cystic fibrosis but also to um, to get an idea of what's actually happening and what the, this means for me and um, doctor says after rambling on about what this is and, and what it means for them and, and for me he says probably the most terrible thing. I can't imagine how these words would sound right coming out of a doctor's mouth in front of probably what looked like two really terrified parents of a newborn child. He says, I hate saying this, but he says basically, because this is disrespectful to someone who's got other illnesses, he goes, um, your son will be better off with something like cancer because you either die or you get over that. This will probably ruin the rest of his life. And I still remember my parents telling me they got up, they walked out. My mum stood out the front to sign the paperwork for the end of the appointment. My dad walked back into his office and said, you'll never fucking see my son again. Um, his life won't be basically um, a bundle of negativity um, because you've got a shit attitude. And they never looked, they never looked back. They left that doctor's surgery um, and luckily enough found um, the, the Sydney Children's Hospital in Ramwick who had a, a specialist cystic fibrosis team. Um, most amazing doctor I've ever met um, would start taking care of my condition at that point, Dr John Morton. Um, rest in peace to him. Sadly passed about five years ago now, just after I left the children's clinic at 18. He actually passed the motor neuron disease. Um, terribly sad within six months of being diagnosed, the guy that dedicated his life to um, helping children with cystic fibrosis um, would not be able to be helped himself. And as sad as that is, um, I owe a lot to him because he, you now my parents had the most positive outlook and attitude that this disease or this condition wouldn't define my life. And so did Dr. Morton. And people ask me, every day they, they comment on how close knit my family is and and how they've never seen a family that's so close and and so loving of each other um and and this is why i guess i've just got this unbelievable appreciation of the work that my parents put in um i 
can't stress how many hours a day spent in my childhood making sure they were doing every precaution um, for me to be the healthiest um, the healthiest human and have the best opportunities in life um, I'm just so blessed they put in so much work um, you know there's been challenges along the way at the age of nine I was diagnosed with liver disease um, which is also uncurable at the age of 13 I was diagnosed with diabetes because the pancreas is quite insufficient with cystic fibrosis um, I've actually grown out of diabetes as weird as that sounds but it's more dietary control for me now and no insulin and at the age of 16 told that I had esophageal varices forming in in the base of my esophagus which means 12 to 18 month regular procedures to stop those bursting and bleeding internally um, but my dad Darren my mum Diane and my sister Shania um, were so so supportive of me that Throughout my childhood, from the moment I could walk um, or kick a ball um, or run, I was doing seven days a week of sport. I love sport. Um, if you knew me when I was young, I was a little athlete, man. I just, I loved competing and, and being active. And because that was so healthy for me with my cystic fibrosis, let alone just being a normal kid and being healthy, um, that would drive me everywhere to every sporting event. Um, my sister made me feel like, having cystic fibrosis was, was almost admirable. Um, I, I take 50 tablets a day now, every day. Um, back then when I was younger, it was probably about 30. And mum and dad used to have to buy little flavoured vitamins for my sister so she could feel um, that she was as, as important as a big brother. Um, so bless her, she made me feel like it was a privilege to be who I was. And a lot of people ask me, you know, they say, fuck, that sounds grim, that sounds terrible. You know, just because the, the stats are that doesn't mean that will be my reality. Um, I was so healthy as a, as a kid that because of my parents, if it wasn't for my parents, I'd be spending nine months a year in hospital. I'm so sure of that. Unfortunately, like a lot of people with cystic fibrosis who are unhealthy are, um, they just gave me the the ultimate life gift of, of health. Um, and without it, you know, we're, we're nothing. You know, I've got this quote that pops up on my phone every day and to be honest, I probably need to, to action it a little bit more and do more about it. But it says everything is important until you don't have your health um, and then you realise that the only thing that was ever important at all um, is your health. And, you know, we, we tend to have sleepless nights and borrow from the bank, the bank of our health um, to chase things like finance and career and this and that. Um, but really without it all those things mean nothing and you know I just guess that's why I'm so close with my family is I've had this unbelievable bond that I owe them my life um, without them I would definitely not be in the position I am today at 23 you know to have the the minor successes I guess that I've had um, and to be able and um, have opportunities every day is because of them and my sister um, and you know people ask me all the time I guess one one thing I get is you know they hear that and they say does that mean that you're not going to be here after you're 40 definitely not you know I'm so confident that I'm doing everything probably not doing everything I can but I'm on the right track to be here you know and, and die of old age as I, as I like to say um, as an old man um, 
But I guess people ask me, do you wish you didn't have cystic fibrosis? And the answer is no. I like having cystic fibrosis and I'm going to explain to you why. I think at some point in everyone's life, um, you get diagnosed with something, whether that's cancer at a latter stage of your life, whether that's, um, you know, dementia, arthritis, whatever it may be, it affects, you know, somebody is diagnosed, well, every human is diagnosed by something at some point in their lifetime, which affects the way that they live. Um, Unfortunately, that's one of the sad realities of life. But what is one of the positive realities is that adversity and hurdles in your life, um, when overcome, actually build character and build you to be the person that you are. Um, I use the analogy that that life's like a game of poker. Um, You can't choose which cards you're dealt. And quite often you turn them over to reveal quite an ugly combination. You know, you you might be handed a two and a three and you wonder, um, you know, should I just fold now? Cause I'm probably not going to win this game. But in actual fact, if you hold on long enough to the river or that last card, um, quite often what's revealed is a beautiful ending. Um, and really life is what we make of it. That's what that means. And, um, I think the challenges that we have to overcome, build the human being that we are, um, I'm not sure I'd be quite as, as positive and as loving if I didn't have cystic fibrosis. Maybe I wouldn't be as driven. Um, because I because I was so driven to prove that this wouldn't change my life, it's created an unbelievable determination in who I am. Um, and like I said, I, just, I really owe that to my family and that's why I love them so much. That's why I've inked my body with things to show them why I care and I'm so appreciative of of their love and their support every day, even at 23. um, (laughs) Even at 23, they're still amazingly supportive. It's, you know, not that they treat me like a child, but they treat me um, with the same love and and positive influence every day as they did when I was a kid, um, as does my sister. She's, She's massive to me. So I guess that's a little bit about my life story and... Um, And where it plummets into what I'm doing and and what I've done is because I understand that life is short and at any moment things can change. Um, I've I've really had this utmost importance um, on doing things that make me happy and following um, passions and career paths that I enjoy. And I'm I'm adamant that when I stop enjoying things um, for an extended period of time, it means that I'm in the wrong field um, and I need to do something that gives my life meaning and passion again because we don't know how long we're going to be here for. Um, so people say, why a podcast? And I remember saying, I remember speaking to my parents and they were saying to me at the age of 18 months, you could have an adult conversation. Um, first words I ever spoke, sitting in the back of a car and, and an old lady, a family friend of ours was tickling my stomach and I said, no, don't do that. Um, I could always chat. Um, at 18 months, I was having almost adult conversations amongst a group of my parents, friends, and our family. Um, and at the age of probably four, um, we used to have family picnics almost every Sunday um, down the beach or down at the park. And because I was such a fanatic lover of sport, it always meant there was a footy or a cricket ball or something like that involved, or running around and running a mark and. Quite often, you know, you're down the beach in, in summertime on a Sunday, 
know, there'd be a group of, you know, 10, 20 lads there playing beach footy or cricket. Um, and I was so confident at four years old to say to my parents, hey, I'm just going to walk up and play footy with them. And they'd obviously watch and, and supervise. But um, I would easily walk up to a group of 20 people at that age that I knew nothing about or knew no one in the group, introduce myself as four-year-old Brad. And all of a sudden I was running down the flank of the wing um, catching a cutout ball, a little goosey, and over the try line, maybe a slight exaggeration there, but um, but I was just able to connect with people at any level, um, and it's probably something that's allowed me to be somewhat successful in every job and and role that I've had since. Um, I've created great friendships because I've always been willing to open up and chat to people that I don't know. Um, some friends from some unlikely circles, and, and quite often. Um, in my life, you know, my time as a personal trainer, I had clients between the age of 14 and, and 84. Um, and as a real estate agent at 23 years of age, um, you know, dressing the way that I do, which is quite casual and being quite a casual human being, um, I've obviously got a level of professionalism that shines through in my work, but um, people say, far out, you get a lot of older clients. You know, how do you do that at 23 years of age? And I think it's just the ability to connect and converse with people on a level that makes sense to them. Um, you know, it's probably one of my strengths. And I guess, so getting on to why I started this podcast is, especially in the last 18 months, um, sorry if you're listening, I just had a quick drink of water there, but especially in the last 18 months, after moving back from my time in Melbourne. In Melbourne, I felt quite secluded and alone. Um, I was down there by myself. I was working every day, but I didn't have my family, who you've just heard I'm unbelievably close with. They're, they're my best friends. Um, and I didn't have my mates and the people that I love being surrounded by. And what I found is, without having them close by, um, I, f- I felt really lonely. So I moved home because I wanted to be happy and around the right people and you know money for me is not my aim or goal there's definitely more opportunity to make better money in melbourne um you know sale prices as a real estate agent are three four times bigger than they are here in the market that i was working in but it meant more to me to be around the right people um and truly loving life and so i so i guess coming home i i surrounded myself with good people again and one thing I've noticed is that one conversation with the right person can change your life. Um, conversation is powerful and it's it's the message that I have with this podcast. A lot of the guests pass and um, within the future have asked me why the podcast, what do you want to get from this? And I continually say that conversation is powerful. It can change your life, but one bad conversation can negatively impact it forever. Um, and I think the opportunity and the privilege to sit behind the mic and in front of the camera with a guest and convey a message and a story, um, which will not directly impact each guest. Um, but you might be sitting there on episode 10, um, listening to someone speak about life hurdles and challenges that they've overcome. And if that resonates with you, it could possibly change your, your life forever. Um, and, and that's what this is about for me. It's, you know, there was no goal in the beginning to set out and 
and make this financial obviously that would be a, a very nice byproduct of of creating um, a beautiful platform but um, for me it's just the opportunity to share to learn I learn so much from every guest that I sit with speaking with um, with Mitch and Brian I was speaking with Brian yesterday at the gym um, they're coming on it at, at my next and my Sunday shoot and um, we're talking about the episodes Brian had sat back and, and listened to all three prior and he said to me he goes oh you know I really enjoyed the chat with Joe Plum I found like some things there that really interested me culturally and the funny thing is Joe and I are very close mates and we probably see each other a couple times a week you know we go for a walk and a swim and Joe and I chat pretty openly about life and the sort of challenges we're going through and the things we're overcoming and it's funny in that conversation I learned things um and it's so powerful for me to be able to sit behind here and learn every day while you do um is is a blessing and, th and that's why I love this platform and you know if I'm being honest I want this to be something that I can do for the rest of my life um in any role or job or part of my life that I look back on conversation and human connection has always been a really enjoyable factor for me so the opportunity to do this um I feel blessed I'm excited um and pumped for the guests to come um but I guess you know this one won't be too long of a of an episode I just wanted to give you guys an insight into my life um you know I will say I am healthy I've had my ups and downs in the last few years um and admittedly it's probably because I've not been as focused on my health as I have been my career um or other things in life um but I guess it's so important to just chase what you're you're passionate about and what makes you happy um you know the old saying you can be the richest person in the graveyard but it means nothing you don't get to take your money with you um and without happiness and health um life is empty so don't look at the paycheck every week i know um money helps it definitely does um it's important to have finance to live and to be able to do the things you love and enjoy um but just think about how amazing it would be to follow your passions and have money as a, as a byproduct. Um, make sure that you live each day healthy. I know there's probably a lot of young people listening to this and um, I'm probably quite um, a bit fucking happy Harold vibe because um, I don't drink because of my liver and I don't do drugs and I've, I live quite a clean lifestyle outside of a few donuts and a bit of chalky. But um, just love and, and take care of your health it's so precious um you know there's been a few times in the last few years more recently i think it was september last year i spent two weeks in hospital um i got a lung infection which wasn't dangerous to anyone um publicly only people with cf and they told me that there's two almost strands i guess for lack of a better term or just from my uneducated um background outside of health um, there's, there was two strands of this infection and they said to me if it's the worst one and you don't get rid of this pretty quickly it could mean that your potential opportunity to get a lung transplant um, is gone um, and that's a saving grace for a lot of people with cystic fibrosis I never plan to have a transplant I always plan to be healthy enough to avoid that and right now I am I'm healthy I'm very active um, I can keep up with with people at training and not have any issues with my lung at all I'm on my lungs at all but um, I ended up having the worst strand of this and 
um, it scared me a little bit because it's so easy to forget that one phone call that means an extra meeting at night or that one moment that I felt a little bit lazy, you know, too many of those add up and forgetting about my health and focusing on the other super superficial things in my life. Um, I'd forgotten how blessed I was to be able to work on my health and to treat it preciously. And I spent two weeks in hospital um, and touch what I've been able to get rid of this infection um, consistently and not have, have it for a few months. Um, but sitting, you know, a lot of people said to me, far out, you must hate being in hospital. Um, but it's really weird. Um, some of the time I've spent in hospital, especially that two weeks, is partially some of the most enjoyable time um, I've had in the last year, couple of years. Um, and that might sound weird and it might sound a little bit depressing, but it's, the hospital's a funny place. It's a place full of perspective. Um, I've met some, some people who have been patients there that um, have unfortunately passed on and, um, and aren't with us anymore, but you just realise how nobody sits in their hospital bed and, and speaks of the money they have or the car they drive or their house on the hill. Um, as, ma- as, as amazing as all those things are and as much as we'd all love to have them, they talk about memories and moments and when when they were healthy and happy. Um, and for me, it's huge perspective. Um, I was sleeping in the shittest hospital bed in a room um, with basically my own little ensuite privileged to be in a room by myself um, and every day I got to wake up and look at the ocean I'd have a shower I'd go grab a coffee the coffee was actually really good at the hospital shout out to um, the crew at Charlotte's Cafe in Wollongong Hospital for making my mornings better um, but I'd go down I'd grab a coffee I was in my pyjamas I was relaxed didn't care what people thought I was hooked up to a drip carting it around um, and I had the grossest ginger beard going on because I forgot to take a razor to shave but I just, I made the most of every day. Like I was, it was the first two weeks in for so long that every day was spent doing little things and educating myself further on things that made me happy. And it was the first two weeks where every day I'd consistently looked after my health and my lungs. And people, you know, I had my family there every night bless them they never missed a night to come and see me my mates I'm so thankful for my good mates um who without doubt were up there on numerous occasions with food and just to be there for a chat and a laugh and um to be supportive of me in that time um I was productive with work and it's just you realize though in that two weeks I was so happy because I was focusing on the things that made me happy um and it really gives you a kick in the ass and um, allows you to understand what actually means something in life. So um, my message to everyone from this is do things that make you happy. Um, conversation is powerful. Allow yourself to be surrounded by the right people um, and the right habits that allow you to um, appreciate and pursue your health, pursue your true happiness Um, And I really hope that in these episodes to come in future and the ones past and even this one here, um, if you just get one golden nugget, one little um, piece of advice or one part of someone's life story that helps change yours, um, just run with it. Lean into the things that feel right. 
Um, you know, I speak, you know, Gary Vee says it a lot. And you can fall on your face at 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 fucking years old. Um, have no money, no career, um, and no positivity. But that next move, and you've still got so much time left in your life. Life is short, but it's long when you're doing the right things. And there is so much opportunity to change what you're doing today and make tomorrow far better. Um, just live in the present, love what you do, love every day. Um, I love you guys for tuning in, watching, listening, um, whatever platform it's on, just share it around. Let's spread the message of positivity. Um, got some amazing guests coming up in the next few weeks. Um, Cyrus from the X Factor in 2015, the winner is coming on to speak all things music and life. Um, we've got Mitch and Brian from NGC Tie Boxing to talk about the tradition of the art of eight limbs, better known as Muay Thai, um, what it's like to fight, train, um, and live in Thailand, what it's like to train upcoming fighters and run a gym. Um, I've got Marty Haynes, um, the voice of the Illawarra, coming on um, from i98FM to talk about radio and his life story, which I've heard is incredible. Um, I've got Ben Seymour, ultra-endurance event athlete, um, gym owner and just very very knowledgeable guy in the health space so there's so many amazing guests coming on and I'm so excited for this to spiral and just get more and more and more people on here that can be positive influences to you if there's anyone you'd like to hear or know that you think should come on please let me know thank you so much for listening I'm going to leave you here um, like I said like subscribe and share and please leave a nice review um, I'd love to think it's a five star, but whatever it is, just, just speak your truth and um, let's make this podcast and this channel great together. Thanks, guys.